across the country, there are professional peer groups for business owners and leaders within the, those businesses to get together and share ideas. Many of these groups consist of local businesses with a certain geographic area, make it a little easier for leaders of these businesses to get together either monthly or quarterly. Now, in this type of peer group, leaders will not have others in the group that have too similar of a business due to conflicts of interest related to competing against one another. Um, although these are still great groups to belong to, they're not facing the same industry-specific challenges as your businesses may be facing. So how would you like to be in a group of industry-specific leaders with similar opportunities and challenges as you, willing to share all of their strategies, secrets, wisdom that have made them successful without fear of those businesses taking on your market share? Well, for over 27 years now, since 1994, the National Association of Home Builders has a program that has been one of the best programs offered through the association. It's called the Builder 20 Club. And the clubs were set up to have 20 builders, up to 20 builders from non-competing markets get together two times per year, two formal meetings per year at different club members' place of business in order to learn from one another, to share that wisdom from a variety of different experiences that these members have within the club, and to see the host members' business as well as their product line. With us today is Rachel Flint from Hubble Homes in Des Moines, Iowa. Rachel has been a longtime participant in the Builder 20 Club and has also held a leadership position amongst the groups of clubs within the Builder 20 program. Hello, Rachel, and welcome to Building Sustainability Podcast. Hey, hello, Tim. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. So glad you're here. Can you share, uh, I'd love for you to share a brief history about your experience at the Builder 20 Club, and then also, too, if you could share kind of your leadership role and what you've been doing to help support the Builder 20 Club over these past couple of years? Sure. Um, so Hubble Homes has been a part of the 20 Clubs since 1998. And that was actually our first year in business. And so I think the 20 Clubs looked quite differently in 1998, um, but we've been active in it. I personally have not. Um, I have only been involved probably, I'd say, maybe the last eight years is when I've been coming to every meeting and it has been uh, just an incredible experience for me and for our organization. It has totally transformed our business and I'm eternally grateful for that. So just over the past year, I've served as the chairperson of 20 clubs. So that's a group of trustees. Uh, each club has one of their trustees attend a meeting um, with the National Association of Home Builders, it coincides with their leadership meeting. So there's one at the Builders Show, um, one in the spring, which is June, <laughs> technically. And then there is a fall NHB leadership meeting. So the trustees all get together at that time. And um, there's roughly, I want to say, 36 clubs, Tim. And so each club has a trustee. We all get together and focus on policy, best practices, um, what speakers we've utilized, different things like that, and just really learn from each other. So it's a fantastic experience just on the trustee side alone, let alone what you get from the club. So on the trustee side, it's really a bunch of clubs getting together, representatives from each club getting together and talking about best practices, what's really worked in the individual clubs. But 36 clubs, that's, that's huge. How many members roughly are participating in across the 30 clubs? How many builders would that be? That's about 540 builders. Wow. So, and so th those are made up of remodelers, 
custom home builders and production home builders. So there's three separate tracks that the each club can can be in. And each club has, are you ready for it? About 20 members. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know we've we you know, so you and I are in a club together. Yes. Uh a club called the King Studs. And everyone every club's got a unique kind of name related, <laughs> a fun name related to the industry. And we've kind of uh we felt based on because we have multiple members from companies that come and our group can get big at times. So we've kind of put a governor on to about 18 builders. So it can be anywhere from 16 to 20. I mean, there might even be, is there any clubs that are over 20 or is everybody pretty much capped at 20 and below? Everyone's capped at 20 and below, but I'll tell you most clubs right now, even when they get up to 18, it gets, it gets pretty big for those meetings. Yeah. So trying to keep it intimate, but yet still have um, the expertise, uh, which I which is really what I, I love about the program. Again, these are all builders from non-competing markets. We in our club, Rachel, we have builders from the Northeast, from the Northwest, the West, the South, the Midwest. Um, you know, we're still trying to find a Florida builder to join. But we've, <laughs> but we've got a pretty good cross section from all the major markets across the country, different climate zones. Uh, different areas where trends are, are are different than than you know what we might find in the Midwest. You and I both be in kind of Midwest Central, mm-hmm. um, but you you and and then on top of that, you've got the specific discipline. So the production builder, it may not be a, a true classic production builder. It's just not a custom. The custom uh, builder group is really building off of somebody else's plans or in house architect. But the production group is more of a volume based uh, program. And then of course you have the remodelers. And so we have, um, w- when we look at, you know, putting builders together, there's, there is some rationale to deciding which builder goes into which production club. And, you know, can you share with our, with us, uh, Rachel, like, you know, is it size of the company, revenue, of the company product type? What are some of the things that you see when yeah, they try to a- put the right builder with the right club? It's actually all of those, I would say, right? What, t- what type of product do they have? Uh, how many homes are they building? Um, and honestly, it gets down to is the personality of that owner a fit for the club, right? It's because here's the thing that people forget sometimes about 20 Club. It is uh, you, are, you are bonded together. It is a friendship because it's not just the two meetings a year that our particular clubs have, right? The spring meeting and the fall meeting. But we get together in between. We uh, have email listservs where we ask each other questions and help each other out. And it's really got to be a personality fit as well. So it's culture as well as uh, what your business type is and how you run your business. I think that's key. What you mentioned is the is the personality, the the culture piece of that individual leader of that organization coming into your group because you want good participation. You want people that. You know, initially when when people start in the club, a lot of it is really just kind of absorbing and understanding and trying to see how they can fit in. But there's there's a contribution that we expect in supporting one another in more than just taking, right? Because mm-hmm. there's so much information that um, a builder can get from this group. But also we want that that participation. And one of the things that I love about our group is that participation and collaboration that's had outside of each one of those of those meetings. And I know we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but I wanted to get into two, into the two meetings. There's, there's two specific meetings, formal meetings where the club gets together 
and and rarely do we have somebody that doesn't show up. It's pretty much expected that you're going to be there because we want the collaboration. We want the support for the members. So we have a spring meeting, which you and I have coming up here towards the end of the month here of April. And then we have the fall meeting, which is typically September, October. So when we look at these two different meetings, can you just, why don't we just start with the, the spring meeting? Because um, they are kind of different meetings. And they are. Yeah. So could you just kind of talk to me a little bit about the spring meeting? <laughs> the spring meeting can either be the best meeting or the worst meeting for you, right? <laughs> Depending on how you did. And the reason for that is the spring meeting is where we discuss financials. So it's either, it can sometimes be at a destination, which I think we're going to a destination. We're yep. going to Marco Island. This year, destination. Um, Yep. And then other times it can be on site that a builder hosts, right? And the benefit of that is that you actually get to go into a product after you get through the financials. But you go through the financials and you, it is, everybody submits their financials ahead of time, right? We all work off of the same form and we turn that in. And uh, NHB, I think it's NHB, right? The 20 Club lead management from NHB actually hires someone to analyze all of our results and kind of compiles them. And each club does it differently. And I can tell you that. I know for ours specifically, we tend to group like with like. So we have some builders who are production, but maybe only do 40 homes to maybe 100 homes, right? There's that group. Then there's a group group of us that does, you know, the 250 to 350. And then you got the big daddies, right? The, the guys who are cranking it out at 600, 800,000 homes. So they kind of all jump together. So that way you can understand like against like. And here's the great aspect of this. And this is the single most thing that I think has helped our business and helped improve our financials is that you get to go line item through line item, right? On that income statement and understand every single aspect of the business. Um, and you get a better understanding of how other people run their business. So for example, I can tell you in Des Moines, Iowa, we pay more for superintendents here than some other places around the country. Sure. And you can see that in that financial slide. Right. So you get to find all of these different little things. And, um, we actually have one builder that's an on your lot builder. So his, costs are totally different than all of us who are maybe a little more centralized or yeah. our businesses are, are more in one area where that on your lot builder is in what five states, 800 homes. So, I mean, he's got a lot of windshield time for his guys. It does. And he's got a different structure, but what I really love about the financials and you kind of hit on it, it is the same format. So like we all in our own businesses, whether we use, uh, you know, uh, an outside account, whether we have our own inside account, whether we're using Excel for our, right. our, to keep track of our, our financials or whether using a formal program like Sage or even Peachtree. Everybody uses maybe a different format to manage their financials, but this format through NHB funnels it all into the same kind of database. So you may account for something different, but it gives you a clear description. Hey, this line item means this for this specific category of financial. So it really helps us dial in to be more equal in the data that we're presenting. So when it does get uh, sorted and, and compiled and reviewed, we can see those similarities without having these questions. Well, how do you account for that? Do you put your overhead in this category or do you put capitalize your construction overhead or how do you, it all goes together in the same format. So whether you know, we're building on our own lots or whether we're building on other people's lots, at the end of the day, we can see categorically 
how much you spend on marketing, how much your finance and interest costs are, how many people you have dedicated to building the number of homes. And, and you can, and NHB does such a wonderful job breaking this down where we get the charts and the graphs and we can see not only how we compare against one another in our club, but we also see how we compete and compare against, what did you say, 540 other builders in the clubs. We see, you know, are we in the close to the top 25% in uh, construction cost? Are we in the top 25% for margin? It it breaks it down by your club and it says, okay, in your group, here's where you stand. But across all the groups in the production club, you know, here's, here's where you're at. Either you're above, which is great in most cases, especially in margin, or, or, or you're below and you start, it really gets you thinking about what you need to do to focus on to improve your business. Yeah. I, you, you hit, hit it right on the head, the nail on the head there. And, um, it's the ratios that really, for me, transform things. So I remember I did an exercise, um, gosh, I don't know how, several years back, right. Where I called, I called you and I called a couple of other builders, right. Because we were in the same category, but I was like, man, their numbers are so much better than mine. Right. Because like you said, it gives you those ratios. What's the top 25%? What's the average? And I wasn't even at the average yet. And I'm like, I got to get up there. And so I called three separate guys and I just went through the numbers and what's your staffing ratio in this area, this area. And I just really dialed it in. And that helped us overall because it helped explain to the staff, this is where we should be. And I I will tell you, um, Hubble Homes is part of a a larger uh, real estate company that does a variety of things. And we are one of the very few businesses that gets that opportunity to say, oh, this is where my financials should be. This is what the top guys are doing or gals, right? This is what you should aspire to. Not many other industries have that. And so that sharing of that financial knowledge for um, someone who is ultra competitive, like you and I, Tim, (laughs) uh, it's super good. It really helps set the stage for where we need to go. Now, can you imagine? I mean, I know you, Rachel, you're very active locally in your Home Builders Association. And I know you know a lot of builders personally in your market. And I do too. And I consider a lot of these builders that um, I, in my market, in the Metro Milwaukee market, friends. I mean, I have a mm-hmm. lot of friends, but I know I could never sit down with them and say, can you share your financials with yeah. me? Oh my gosh, no. Right? <laughs> that would you know, be freaky. Yeah, no. Can, you know, can you share your building contract with me? I'm, I'm, I'm looking to see if I can recreate something. Uh, you know, that would never happen. No. Not, not in a local geographic area where you're competing. The, again, I've got great friends here. I mean, yeah. we go out to dinner with, with our spouses and such. And, but they would never sit down with me and, and do these types of things that we're talking about. And what I love about, you know, again, just the, the Builder 20 group, it's like a de facto board of directors. Mm-hmm. for our companies and oh. and right you know outside of any other mentors that we might have in our in our uh, area of of uh, geographic area of where we build these people have seen so many different things and i know both you and i get challenged sometimes at these meetings by some of the things that we're doing and you know and they and we we really hold people accountable to think about their business and and in a loving helping, supporting kind of way. And it's changed people's lives. Oh, 100%. So that takes us to the fall meeting, right? You talk about this board of directors. Well, 
in the fall, it's usually an on-site visit with one of the builders in the club, which means everybody comes and you take tours, right? You get to see the job sites, you get to see everything. And their model homes, their everything. They go to their office, you see their design center. I mean marketing materials, everything. Warts and all, open it up. Yes. Right? Yes. And you know, we hosted gosh, how about homes? Well, that was when you had your accident. So how many years ago was that? Yeah, that was uh well that's I'm coming up on my four year anniversary. Thank you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Thank you for the reminder, right? Um, so for those of you out there in Tim's podcast land, he he fell off of a ladder, a very high ladder, and broke how many bones? I don't know. So he didn't get to come to uh, when Hubble Homes hosted. And oh my gosh, that was an eye opener for me because um, I had just the feedback of people coming up to me going, oh, why do you do this? Why do you do this? And I'm like, great question. <laughs> great question. Let me take a note on that. Um, so it, uh, I wish I could do one again at some point just to see how much we've changed, but maybe give us a year or two. Um, but hosting on site, and you get to see great plans. Like if you go to Albany, New York, did you know that there's some Hubble Homes plans in Albany, New York? And when you come to Des Moines, Iowa, there are plans that our friend Vince Napolitano at, at Virginia Beach that's worked very well in our market. So we get to share plans. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we get to share all sorts of great things because you walk through a house, you're like, oh my gosh, this would still work in my market. And we share those things and it's it's wonderful. And in the fall too, it's it the product tours. And I love the site visits. I mean, I'm the, the destination visits like we have in the spring. I'm I'm okay with that every once in a while. But I want to go see people's businesses. I want to go see their product. I want to go see what makes them successful and uh, what they see as opportunities for their growth that I can probably take away from. But also too, in the fall, um, we might have a speaker or a consultant come in mm-hmm. and speak to us about whether it's a sales and marketing piece, whether it's a, especially in today's climate with supply chain challenges and cost increases, yeah. you know, a purchasing strategist coming in. We've had some great speakers over the year. Definitely. And they have changed our businesses, right? I yeah. mean, some of us have had uh, consultants that have come and speak to our club. And then it's funny to see how many of us hire that consultant yeah. after the fact, right? Yep, I think yep. I think we've got our own little club um, on some of the consultants that we share. We but sure it's, um, those have changed our businesses for all of us. Um, and it's, it's definitely changed for the consultants as well, because you get more exposure to different builders and different things around the country. And um, yeah, the, the, the meetings overall. And, and I, I'm going to tell you this, Tim. Probably the most of what I've learned while we've had those those builder visits have not happened during the meeting. It's happened after the meeting, right? For sure. It's, at, it's yes. the cocktails afterwards or dinners. it's at yep. dinners at yep. night. Um, that's when you can really dive in and be like, okay, now tell me all about this because yep. you mentioned X, Y, Z and I got I to gotta know everything. And so you can really dig into it there. And there's a reason why those dinners last more than an hour <laughs> and sometimes two hours because there's great conversation, great engagement. And we'll have our speakers or consultants come with us too, which is wonderful because then we can have more detailed conversations with them. Now, we talk about these meetings and, and there's some infrastructure. There's a lot of infrastructure and logistics that got to be set up for this. And what's great about this program that is NHB provides a facilitator for every group. And we've we've got a great facilitator. Um, and she's absolutely wonderful. But behind her, though, um, is is an also a group of people that work on setting up the hotels and setting up the conference room center. So if you're a host 
you can focus just on what you want to show at your business. You don't have to focus on the logistics of, you know, setting up a conference room, making sure that all the Wi-Fi is connected. There's a screen there, all the tables, which, which is great because that's one of the easier parts for us to participate in is having that like Jessica for us being at every meeting. She takes all the notes. She had puts the agenda together. We just need to show up and participate and engage. Right. Yeah. No, they are fantastic. And they do a lot of work behind the scenes, a lot of work, right? They're working on recruiting. They're working on all sorts of things. Um, they recently started even uh, a new club. And I would say it's more for younger builders, maybe 10 years experience or less. It's called the Connect 10. Um, and so it's it's like a virtual, all virtual online mini uh, kind of get your feet under you to then graduate, so to speak, and get into another club. But the staff at NHB is fantastic and really support us and make sure that we have all the tools available to us to have a good and engaging and fantastic meeting each and every time. Each and every time, even the dinners, you know, we, the host might say, Hey, these are some great restaurants. These are some great hotels. And they're like, cool, that's all we need. We're going to go after it. And we'll let you know what we what we come together with, and and that's just works so well. And the other part, so so the NHB does a great job facilitating the meetings. Like I said, Jessica's there every meeting. Um, we have a we all have a great relationship with her. And you mentioned the continued contact between the meetings. We have a list serve that we're all a part of. It's one just email address. It broadcasts out to everybody in supporting one another. And even this week, it's been pretty actively engaged. A lot of it centering around reducing um, on-site theft, you know, with lumber being as high as it is and other materials hard to come by, that's been a challenge for builders. And and we're going back and forth to say, okay, what are you doing to do this? Uh, what you, camera system you're using? Uh, how are you mitigating this risk? And, and other things, are, are, what, that's what I love about our group is we're very active between meetings. I will tell you, so I was vice chair when the pandemic started in 2020. And at that point, I was, along with others, we were nervous. We were going to see a lot of builders drop out because, well, frankly, none of us knew what was going on and what was going to happen. None of us saw the big boom that was awaiting us in terms of housing. And uh, we were nervous about that. But I'll tell you what, the value of the 20 clubs at that point during the, the pandemic, none of us had been through it, right? None of us knew what the heck to do. None of us with HR departments knew how to really figure this out. And I will tell you, Tim, I really think we got each other through it because yes, we, I, I mean, the value of that club, when you're facing something that huge that no one has experienced before, um, you had a whole group of people that you could say, okay, so how, what are you doing with staffing? Like if someone gets sick, how are you handling it? What are you the doing? Policies. Yeah. All the yeah. policies. Yeah. All I the mean, new stuff. Yeah. And then like, and then forget about it, right? When pricing started going through the roof and everybody's like, okay, back up. What are you guys doing on pre-sale? So we don't sell something and, you know, lose our left side in the process by the time we get it closed because supply chain materials issues. There was just so much that I think having that resource of 18 people that you could a hundred percent count on to First of all, take your call every time or answer your email. It meant everything. You weren't alone going through that. I've heard stories, um, and even when the Great Recession hit, and stories like you just told when COVID hit, such an 
unexpected thing that no one could have ever forecasted. No one's ever prepared for anything like that. And for us to be able to work together, different ideas and things that we could bring together, whether it's, you know, what is your policy? What are you going to follow? How are you doing work from home? How are you setting up IT and technology? How are you still building in the field? Have you limited the number of people that can be on site at one time? All of those things in that particular instance. And I hear stories that even happened. You know, we, we started our business, Tim O'Brien Homes, as the Great Recession was just kind of hitting. So we didn't have a lot of the challenges that a lot of builders had at the time. And I hear these stories in the clubs where, you know, there's one story that I read online about a, a member on the East Coast before the, the, the recession hit was hit by management and financial issues within their company. And this group of builders in this Builder 20 Club, several of their members on their own dime flew in and, and did kind of a crisis intervention for this builder to keep them on a lifeline and get them through the Great Recession. I mean, who does that type of things, you know, outside of being part of this intimate group that really cares about one another and supports one another? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say it's safe to say that each club is like a family. It is. A family yeah. that you can rely on. And so, again, when you're going to uh, seek to join a club, um, making sure it's the right culture fit is really important because it is a family and you want to know who's got your back. Yeah. For you, right, right. You mentioned before is when we bring a new member in, we want to make sure it's the right culture fit. But also, too, for you as a new member, you want to make sure you're in the right group. The group might think you're right for them and you might say, "Mm, you know what, maybe this isn't the right group for me. What else? Is there another group I could take a look at? Because you're right. It is a family. Rely on one another. You share a lot of things. We get to know more things personally about each other and our challenges and family and such than, you know, as you get to grow in the, in the organization. And I know you've done some separate site visits outside of the visits that um, we formally have. And I know other builders. I mean, I know I've hosted uh, a, the second generation builder who's um, he wanted his son to start taking over the business. And he came and spent a week with us out in the field, just kind of seeing what we're doing. And I know you've traveled. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just the kind of things that we do together as as builders. We support one another. And if we make a separate visit during meetings to learn more about what you're doing or product, that's what we do. Absolutely. You know, it, it's really great. You mentioned like, okay, if this club isn't the right fit for you as a builder, what do you do? So I always recommend going to the builder's show as really yeah. your introduction. So there is a 20 club lounge. Uh, at the Builders Show, regardless of if it's in Florida or in Vegas. And in that lounge, then you will have a variety of members who will be there. And it's a good way to kind of get yourself introduced, talk to people. And then you can kind of put up on, they've got a little application, like a little mini application that you can fill out. And they've got a big board, uh, pin board, you know, and you put your information on that, you put it up on the board, and then clubs come and take a look at you, right? And they look at your app, your little application and decide, okay, is that someone we want to talk to? So I have a, a builder friend that I just got to know. He's from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he wanted to get into the clubs, right? I was so excited when I went in there at the builder show and he had like six clubs that wanted to talk oh, to him great. and see if uh, he could be a part of their club. So I think that's a great way to just kind of get introduced and really start to get to know some people. And plus, I'm going to say this also, Tim, they have some great speakers in that yes. lounge throughout the builder show. And they also have some pretty good cocktails at the end of the day. <laughs> That's the benefit. But, you know, I got to tell you that, um, you know, you got to be a member of obviously of the National Association of Home Builders and your local building 
HBA, your local home building association to be a part of the group. But, you know, it's, and I say this in a positive way, but it's unfortunate. It's one of the best kept secrets in NAHB. Not a lot of people know about it. I keep talking about it, even in my local market to a couple of builders. I got one of my builder friends here to join a club, of course, a club different from our club, right? Um, But I encourage people to do it because it's, from a dollar investment point of view, um, it, it depends on where you're traveling, how you travel, and how many people. But you know, it could be anywhere from a three thousand to seven thousand dollar a year investment. Again, depending on the number of people, where you go, how many people you bring with you. But my gosh, I got to tell you um, what it's done to me to lower costs, to improve profitability. I mean, it it pays for itself tenfold over and more. Um, Every it's just, day. It's, it's such a small investment for such a huge benefit, uh, both both professionally and financially, that one can get in participating in a Builder 20 Club. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. What are some of the top benefits we t- that you've received from the club over the past years? We talked about some of the product that you've got from uh, Napolitano Homes out in Virginia Beach. You've got some homes that you're building now from them. Um, we talked a little bit about the financials. Anything else that you can think yeah. of uh, that you've taken away from, um, you know, whether it's a best practice or an observation or things that you brought back? I know the National Housing Quality Award, which we're going to talk about on a separate uh, podcast. You know, I participate in that and encouraged you, you and Hubble Homes to get involved. And you guys did mm-hmm. two years ago and you're applying again this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would see some of the other things that have been so beneficial. I'm going to back it up before I was coming regularly. So in the fall, sometimes this was, well, during during the Great Recession, right? No, oh, wait. And that's when a lot of clubs lost members. And so they were yes. reshuffling and merging different ones together. But uh, we joined then the club that we're currently in during that Great Recession. But the thing that I loved is that there were uh, two other clubs or two other members of the clubs who had sales managers. I was the sales manager at the time. And the three of us had a weekly call or at least twice a month where we just bounced ideas off each other. Like we got each other through because it, that was, that was a hard time. That was so hard, but to be able to have that um, was uh, instrumental in keeping my morale up and keeping their morale up and staying positive, which during that time, it would have been very easy to get, suck it sucked into kind of a negative spiral um so that was helpful so so now actually just this past year we took all of the sales managers from the clubs anyone who wanted to go and got them together and i'll tell you i've seen more email communications they've had calls together um they're helping each other through this time i mean it's just so awesome that your team can say oh my gosh you know we're having windows are taking too long and you know what? It's not just us. Everybody has that. Because what, as a builder, right, sometimes and, and your team, you can get into this mindset of it's just happening to me Yeah. when it's really not. It's happening to everybody. And it's just good to remind yourself and remind the team that this is happening nationwide. It's not just us. I know it feels like it's just us, but how are other people handling it? What can we learn from? It? What can we do differently moving forward? And having that network um, for that that level within the organization has been a huge help. Those micro groups that you just described. So that was the sales managers who typically do not attend the Builder 20 Club meetings. 
Right. Uh, it's the sales managers that we as 20 Club members got them together. Just prior to the pandemic, we did that with the purchasing team. Right. And I know those people still stay in touch. Again, because one, again, you're not in a competing market, so you're not in competing markets. It's very open. We encourage the sharing, but there's still a connection there too with the purchasing group. Absolutely. And I know in the spring, you know, we might bring our CFOs uh, or our controllers. I know I am. I, I'm sure you guys are probably too um, to the spring meetings. But those that group continues to talk amongst themselves as well throughout the year. So right. it's not only connecting us as business owners or leaders of our businesses, but it's also our team leaders back in our in our in our market that too also can make connections with the same companies, the same group of companies that Rachel, you and I are a part of. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I want to make sure that there's no real trade secrets that are given up or any, any things like that in terms of uh, antitrust or anything like that. Like those are very, very uh, yep. well monitored throughout yep. those conversations. Um, but it, again, it's just that network of having somebody to bounce an idea off of that mm -hmm. makes all the difference in your morale. It's a great group of what I can say. I mean, there's there's people in that group that I consider mentors. There are people in that group that I consider good board of directors. And, mm -hmm. and it's really just a, a great group of people that want to help one another get better at what they do. Um, anything else, uh, uh, Rachel, you want to share with us today from your experience being involved in the clubs? Um, I would just say, uh, even as a female, I'm one of the lone females in the room, but man, I got to tell you, nobody makes me feel different. Like it is a family and it is awesome. And I, you know, even if I ask a dumb question, nobody says like, everybody's cool about it. You know, Tim, like even you, you've been like really Rachel, <laughs> but, but we get there and it, it has made me so much better as a leader, as an individual, um, as a business person, it has transformed who I am. And, you know, that's really why I wanted to serve as a trustee. That's why uh, when they asked, I stepped up to, to lead the trustees was because I just wanted to give back because of how much 20 Club has given to me and meant to me. Well, I know, Rachel, you are definitely a sponge. You absorb a lot in that meeting. I could see you taking notes. I could see you taking it all in. But you also contribute a lot to the meeting. You have some great disciplines that a lot of, you know, your sales and marketing, that's your 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 discipline. And now mm -hmm. you, you run the operation, but you can bring a lot of the sales and marketing expertise to things like I'm I'm a production guy. I'm a building science guy. I'm an operations <laughs> yeah. guy. So I can I learn a ton from you. I learned so much from you on the sales and marketing side. And I've taken some of the, the stuff that you guys have done in Iowa that you've led from a marketing effort and brought that into our organization. Wow. And it's worked worked really well. So, I mean, that's all this synergy that we get together because we all have unique abilities. Mm -hmm. And when you bring all of those different unique abilities together, you're so much more stronger as a leader. Absolutely. So if I could say anything, I'm like, I hope everybody joins. Like, just yeah. do it. It's it, you won't you won't regret it. Rachel Flint, Hubble Homes, Des Moines, Iowa. Thank you so much for being on this uh, podcast with us today. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate you.